Hi again, this is World Pastor Tony Alamo. This is program number 578. If you'd like to have a copy of it, Sharon will tell you how at the end of the program. Please specify whether you want a CD or an audio tape. They're free, including the postage and handling. I've got a very strong message today from the sixth chapter of Joshua and then chapter two of uh, Joshua and then also the first uh, uh, chapter of Matthew. Then also uh, Ephesians 6.12. And uh, let's see, we've got a lot of other scriptures here. Second Corinthians ten three through five, and then um, who knows where the Lord's going to take us? I know we got another one here somewhere. I love to read the Word of God. Then uh, Jeremiah one ten. All right. Um, so we have all these things. We got letters and music. But right now, let's head to the throne. Uh, if you're a Christian, it's your home. And if you're a Christian, then your body is God's home. It's where Jesus lives with his Father by the Spirit. But let's go to the throne now and ask the Lord to guide everything that I say and do in this message today, that it'll bring forth fruit uh, for the kingdom of heaven here on earth. A lot of people say the kingdom of heaven is not here on earth. Yes, it is. Uh, we're supposed to tell people when we go to witness to them that... Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand right here on this earth. And so if people are really of the kingdom of heaven, they know these things. They don't have to really be told them. And uh, the Lord promises that the kingdom of heaven is here on earth. The Lord wouldn't tell us to go and lie to people and tell them that the kingdom of heaven is not here on earth. Because it is. He says it doesn't come with observation that it comes into your body, into your heart, into your spirit. And, uh, you know, Christ, with his Father by the Spirit, they are the kingdom of heaven. And when they're in you, then all the promises belong to you. And, uh, Father, we pray that you will make this clear in this message today and show the difference, Father, from the Old Testament to the New Testament. In the Old Testament, you used to tell people uh, that there was a judgment coming and there was people that would be uh, stoned to death. But now uh, we have uh, the New Testament. There's enough of the scriptures in the Old Testament that shows that you're a God of judgment and that uh, they're going to be stoned to death, but by you. You say now everybody knows what they're supposed to do. They know what the law is, Father, and uh, now they know. And if they don't, you're going to take their life, you say, in the New Testament. So we uh, are not going to be the ones to do that. You said that vengeance is yours. Uh, so, Father, we pray that uh, the people in the world will be saved and that the church will be strengthened and not take your word lightly any longer, but that they'll receive it as the word of the Almighty Creator who created heaven and earth, the galaxies, everything in heaven and earth and in the galaxies, all the stars, the moon and the sun, all these things, Lord, we pray that they'll receive you, the creator, rather than worshiping the creature or the any creature or any of your creation. You're the creator, and uh, it's so amazing, Father, that so many people in the church, they uh, talk to one another. When you have a spokesman here, uh, a learned person that uh, knows what to tell them to do, and they confer with one another as though they know something, and this is exactly the opposite of the way that you've set it up. And if they don't uh, confer, 
with the prophet, the pastor, the teacher, then they don't believe what you say. You say for them to do that. You say for when people bring in tithes and offerings into the church, they're to take it to the Levites. Uh, you've had people ravage different cities, your people, and you told them to take the silver and the gold and all these things are dedicated to the Lord and that they have to come into the house of God. And if anyone takes them themselves, as Achan did in the seventh chapter of Joshua, well, then they're to be stoned to death as uh, Achan was. So, Lord, I pray that people will start receiving your word. You have all the examples in the Old Testament, and now we don't need to stone people to death because we're not wrestling against uh, flesh and blood, but uh, we are uh, uh, walking in the Spirit, and we, Lord, can call upon you and the kingdom of heaven and the things that we call upon you for uh, shall be settled. It's settled in heaven, and it shall be settled here on earth. Lord, uh, bless this, uh, anoint this uh, message, this uh, tape or CD, and uh, reprove and rebuke the devil. He's not going to receive what you say. He knows that his time is short, and he's running rampant in the earth today. Everyone that doesn't have you for their God and their Savior, they are crazy. They're insane. And they even know it. The medical doctors, the psychologists are reaping huge harvests and they don't have the answer themselves or they wouldn't be psychologists or psychiatrists. They would be preachers. Father God, anoint again in Jesus' name. Uh, rebuke, Father, the devil. Tear him down because we're not wrestling against flesh and blood but spiritual darkness in high places. This uh, Satan is uh, the prince of the air, and he uh, come, goes in and out of people. He bombards them with his imps, his demons, those evil angels. They come and go just like uh, planes come and go in an airport. Lord, they hit them and give them ideas. They depress people to the point that they don't feel that there's any hope and they're committing suicide. Lord, straighten this all out in this message. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. And everyone says amen. Amen. All right, praise the Lord. Now here, uh, being it is that we're going to be talking about Joshua tonight, uh, this is a fig springing to sing Joshua fit the battle. Battle of Jericho, Jericho, Jericho. Joshua fit the battle of Jericho, and the walls come a tumbling down. You may talk about your king of Gideon, you may talk about a man of Saul. There's none like good old Joshua at the battle of Jericho. Joshua fit the battle of Jericho, Jericho. Jericho, Joshua fit the battle of Jericho, and the walls come a tumbling down. Right up to the walls of Jericho he marched, with spear in hand. 
Moose Ram Horn Joshua cried, "'Tis a battle lamb in my hand." Then the lamb ram sheep horn begin to blow, trumpets begin to sound. Joshua commanded the children to shout, and Amen, brother. Amen. Praise the Lord. Yes, he did do that. And, uh, you know, now uh, the Old Testament, uh, the Lord uh, would dispatch his people to destroy the walls of Jericho, but it was uh, the Lord that did it. But he had the people walking around and around the wall. But um, now uh, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood uh, like they did back then. They would go in and slay them. But what we do is we wrestle against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world. In other words, there's spiritual darkness in this world, and we are the children of light. And so what we do is just go up to the throne of the Lord and ask the Lord to stop them. And he does. It's just amazing how true the word of God is. It's just sad, sad and I'm very sorry that people don't... Uh, Get a hold of the Lord so that they can take part and be partakers of this great spiritual war that we're fighting. Uh, so we're fighting against ru the rulers, principalities and powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. That's uh, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. And 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 through 6 is, For though we walk in the flesh, we're here in this world, but the kingdom of heaven is in us. We do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. And now, you know, you take people like Clinton, and the, uh, they think that uh, they can do the things that the Christians did in the Old Testament that the uh, Israelites did. But that's over with. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. We are commanded by God not to use sword or bullets and bombs and uh, guns and things like that. But the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but uh, mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. In other words, we can... If we uh, really have the entire Godhead in us, we can call upon the Lord and had literally pray to God to destroy people that are doing everything they can to capsize the uh, church of God. Now, what we're supposed to do is casting down imaginations and every high thing, this worldly high thing, that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And bringing into captivity every thought. We must do that for, to ourselves. We must pray to the Lord. And when a thought, an evil thought comes to us, we have to pull it down. It's a spiritual warfare. We're not to flog ourselves like these uh, monks do. 
in uh, the Buddhist monks and all the Catholics and all these people were to crawl on your knees up to the Lady of Guadalupe and all this kind of garbage because this is idolatry and it doesn't have anything to do with spiritual warfare. God uh, is uh, angered when he sees people doing this. They bring their babies in their arms like the Latinas and Latinos and they crawl on gravel because they're ignorant. They're uh, idol worshippers. They're uh, accursed of the Lord. And they think, and they're carrying these uh, children of theirs to Mary, who they call the Queen of Heaven. And the Bible plainly says God angers. He's so angry at people that say there's a Queen in Heaven. He says there's nobody but me up here. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, these three are one. So we have to bring uh, into captivity every thought to the obedience of the word of God, of Christ, and having in a uh, readiness to revenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. You're only going to come against disobedience when you're obedient. It says uh, you have to bring people to obedience but not until your obedience is fulfilled. Otherwise, you're a hypocrite. And now, uh, Jeremiah uh, one ten. The Lord has uh, was talking to little Jeremiah as a boy. See, I have this day set thee over the nations. Oh, my God, this little boy, he's saying, What? Me over all the nations and over the kingdoms. And what for, Lord? He says, to root out, to root out all the false doctrines and the sinfulness and to pull down and to destroy and to throw down, to build my word up and to plant my word into people so they don't go to hell. Well, the Lord had to show the people of the world that there was a hell to shun and a heaven to gain. And so he had to use drastic means in the Old Testament. But you can see that these things here uh, that I've just been reading to you are things that um, we do now. And uh, the Clintons and these false Christians, uh, the Pope, the Vatican, and all the other false religions, they try to make themselves believe that it's right to murder innocent people. They're, uh, they're coming against people that are less wicked than they are. They're hypocrites. And God is going to destroy them because I proclaim it from the word of God that God is going to destroy Mr. Clinton and Mr. Bush and all the other phonies in this world that are uh, murdering hundreds of millions of people, and they walk around with uh, these smiles on their face. This reprobate that uh, has people giving him oral sex. This vile, wretched, rotten, filthy creature. Okay, now we're going to show you, give you a taste of in the Old Testament of what the Lord has commanded Joshua to do. And all the children of Israel, and remember now, Moses couldn't go into the promised land.
which belongs to Israel. God gave it to the Jews, Israel. Not anything to do with the Palestinians. The Lord calls that the bastard race because they're against the Lord. And they're against his children. They're against God Almighty, his word. Now, I'm talking about I have some very good friends that are uh, Arabs and also Palestinians. I was in prison for the gospel's sake. And they really thought that they were going to uh, cause a war between me and a, a Palestinian young man in there. And they put me in the same cell with him in the hole. And we got along like you can't believe. It was, uh, you know, we just had a lot of fun talking about the Lord and uh, how that the government is doing everything in its power to put the Jews against the Palestinians. And when I was in Israel, the Arabs... Uh, some of them were my very best friends. They were really nice. And the little children, uh, when I was at the foot of Mount Tabor, and I was going on the top, and on the top of Mount Tabor is a big Catholic cult church up there and a Greek Orthodox, Orthodox cult church, which is part of the Vatican. And uh, they were selling me coffee, and they said, you're the Yehudi. You're a Yehudi. And I said, how can you tell that I'm a Jew? They said, your face, you know, you look, uh, you're like a Jew. You're a Jew. And I said, yep, you're right. That's right. But anyway, uh, Sharon, let's start reading from chapter 6 in the book of Joshua. Now Jericho was straightly shut up because of the children of Israel. Oh, why were they shut up? Uh, well, in chapter 2, it tells how that they, uh, they know that they saw God open up the Red Sea and dry it up so they could go across and how that they killed, that God killed uh, all these people in Egypt and destroyed Egypt with the uh, those ten wonders that he did there, all those mir miraculous feats of destruction. Okay, and that's why, and their hearts, chapter 2 says, melted in the people of Jericho because they knew they were sinners. And uh, so, go on. Uh, he'll t tell the story. We'll read from the second chapter also if we have time. Go ahead. None went out and none came in. No, they were so scared to death. They uh, knew that Israel was coming their way. There was between uh, 600,000 and 3 million Jews that were marching towards Jericho. Then what? Verse 2. And the Lord said unto Joshua... See, I have given into thine hand Jericho. Now, that's the promise that he made him. Because this Jericho had huge walled cities. It was a walled city. I've been to Jericho. And uh, I saw, yeah, there's no walled city there anymore. Because the Lord says that he would curse anyone that tried to build it up again. All there was was one store there. And there were some date trees. You could see the dates hanging there and a couple of farmers. And you could see the Salt Sea right down below from Jericho, and it was just so wiped out, finished. Okay, then what? I have given into thine hand Jericho and the king thereof and the mighty men of valor. Verse 3, And ye shall come past the city, all ye men of war, and go round about the city once. Thus shalt thou do six days. Verse 4, And s Well, what's this all about, you know? Go around the city six days in a row. Okay, go ahead. Verse 4, And seven priests shall bear before the ark seven trumpets of ram's horns. 
I wished I had my ram's horn. I gave it to my boy because I'd blow it. It sounds eerie. And when there's all these priests blown on that ram horn, it, it, and you knew for sure that these people, about 600,000 to 3 million of them are circling around your house and they're blowing these ram horns. That's so weird. I mean, you know, it would just, uh, but uh, especially when they knew that God opened the Red Sea for them and wiped out the entire army of uh, Egypt. God wiped them out for the Jews. For the Jews. And he's going to wipe out the nations that rise up against Israel. And uh, he said, you know, just because God doesn't do something overnight doesn't mean that he's not going to do it. When he promises something, it's definitely going to come to pass. Okay, keep reading. And the seventh day ye shall come past the city seven times, and the priests shall blow... Okay, now, boy, this is a... Uh, you have to do all these things in order to be able to get the promise. Okay, so I've given this day these things unto you. But when you go in there, I'm going to have you slaughter every single one of them. But, of course, in the New Testament, we're not wrestling against flesh and blood like they're doing here. But we pray to the Lord because we're using the Spirit... We use our spirit as the spirit of God, uh, those of us that are saved. Now, some preachers will tell you that everyone that they're preaching to on TV, you're all saved, all you people, and you're living under the promises of the Lord. No, you're not, because you have to keep the commandments. And you have to listen intently when the Lord is giving these instructions to Joshua, because he doesn't not follow them all. He must follow every one of these things. Okay, keep going. And the priests shall blow with the trumpets. Verse 5. And it shall come to pass that when they make a long blast with the ram's horn, and when you uh, hear... Uh, have you ever heard those ram horns? Man, they go... Oh, it's just a long blast on those trumpets. Now, they are made out of a ram's horn. I've got one. Amen. <laughs> okay, my boy, I should have brought it over here for this uh, program. I would have blow that horn for you. Okay, go ahead. And when ye hear the sound of the trumpet, all the people shall shout with a great shout. Yeah, this is on the seventh day, the last day. Okay, one day, uh, six days in a row, circle the city. And then on the seventh day, listen, you, Joshua, now you're going to go around there seven times, and then you're going to, the priests are going to blow the horns, and then all of you are going to shout, and the city will be flattened. And then you'll go in and kill all these people. Now, God could have his people do that today, but he doesn't do that. He tells us quite plainly, that we are not wrestling against flesh. We're not going to fight flesh. We're not going to bomb them like Clinton and Bush and uh, all the uh, satanic people that call themselves Christians are doing. <coughs> We're not going to do that because we wrestle not that way with flesh and blood, but against principalities. These people are saying that we should abort babies and the principle of the Lord says no. This is a principle of the Lord. These are the principalities right here of these devils. But the principalities, the Lord says, we have to fight against them. 
Uh, we have to wrestle with them against this flesh and blood. Uh, but, but what we're not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, like Bush, Clinton, and all the people under them. Against spiritual wickedness in high places. The word of God is spiritual and it's true. And so therefore we're not to uh, kill people or murder them, okay? What they're doing is murdering people. They murdered the people at Waco and Clinton says, I take full responsibility for it. And his lesbian attorney general says, no, I take full responsibility. They were like mocking these people where they murdered all these little children, their mothers and their dads. So the, the principalities of the Lord are different than them. Because we walk in the flesh, but we're not going to war after the flesh like these devils are doing in the bodies of this wretched Clinton and Bush and all these other people that think that their principalities are better than the principalities of God. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal like the devils, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Lord, you pull down the strongholds. Lord, put a stop to these people that think they can do these things against your principalities. Casting down even their imaginations and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God. And bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ, the word of God. Christ is the word of God. And having in readiness, in a readiness to revenge all disobedience. They're disobedient. They're warring with flesh. And now the flesh is coming over here and threatening us. But I, I know without a doubt these people must be in on it with them because there's no possible way that they could have pulled that off the World Trade Center if uh, the president was uh, alerted, if uh, all the people under him were alerted and the people in Pearl Harbor were alerted. Roosevelt never did a thing against them. Okay, so in readiness to avenge all disobedience, when you're, but we can't obey God until our obedience is fulfilled. Until we've been, uh, we've humbled ourselves under God. Now keep reading. All the people shall shout with a great shout and the, si the wall of the city shall fall down flat. And flat! Okay, now you think that God can't pull that off today? Amen. Yes, he can. And he does all the time. There's all kinds of people that the Lord is pulling the rug out from underneath them. Okay, then what? And the people shall... The Lord wants us to pull down and destroy and to throw, throw down spiritually and to build the people. We're preach, I've preached to Bush and Clinton. I've had dinner with Clinton. He's written two or three pages in his uh, ridiculous book about me. He knows about me. And we're supposed to build and plant with the word of God. Is that what Bush and Clinton does? No. No. They have war with, against flesh and blood. They made president. He's not a Mickey Mouse governor anymore. He used to pull all kinds of rotten deals on people. 
bringing guns into and drugs into the United States. A devil-possessed person. Okay, what else? Lord, destroy these people in Jesus' name. And to think his wife is sporting herself like she's something and she's got all this experience. Experience with who? That wretch? Okay, then what? And the people shall ascend up every man straight before him. Verse 6. And Joshua the son of Nun called the priests and said unto them, Take up the ark of the covenant and let seven priests bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark of the Lord. Verse 7. And he said unto the people, Pass on and come past the city and let him that is armed pass on before the ark of the Lord. Verse 8. Yeah, the armed men, the men that are up in front. Okay, then what? And it came to pass when Joshua had spoken unto the people. And make sure you do everything the way I'm saying, because a lot of people are hearing this, saying, what does it profit? Why do we have to know this? You have to know it because God doesn't deal that way. Now, the Lord deals in a more powerful way. He uh, uh, responds to our prayers. If I pray to God to do something, whatsoever I have bound here on earth shall be bound in heaven. So it is those of us that really have the faith that can control heaven and earth because by our faith we are healed. By our faith we have God to answer. We have the promises of the Lord. Okay, then what? That the seven priests bearing the seven trumpets of ram's horns passed on before the Lord and blew with the trumpets and the ark of the covenant of the Lord followed them. But you know, I'm telling you that now we pray, but if you restore restrain your prayer if you don't pray it is no wonder the money or whatever you want or your enemies are still at you you don't receive the mercy promised from god in other words the mercy that god promised is restrained also you don't get what the lord promised you Now, we can call now, and God will tear down the walls of Jericho without us marching around it, and without us having to go in with sword and slaughter all the people in there like they did in the Old Testament. Because now we don't wrestle with flesh and blood, okay? We are wrestling spiritually because we have God in us, and if we keep his commandments, well, then all the promises come our way. God's promises are restrained to you folks that don't pray. Meditation is like the lawyers, a lawyer that studies uh, the case before he goes into the courtroom. He studies it for a reason in order uh, to his pleading that uh, the uh, at the bar, he's going to go up to the bar, uh, to the judge. When, therefore, you have viewed uh, the promise, you see what the promise is, the Lord says, uh, I'm giving you the city. He promised that to Joshua, right? Right. It's in your hands. I'm giving it to you. And he says that he gives us the world. Amen? Amen. And he gives us the kingdom of heaven, which is more than that little miserable-looking town of Jericho. I've been there. And when your heart has been affected with the promise, in other words, wow, you thank and praise the Lord that you have all these promises. But if you're not thanking and praising the Lord, you haven't received what I'm saying to you about the promises. And these people are just so 
uh, zealous because they know that it's God telling them to do these things, even though it seems like it's not really uh, a wise thing to do. It doesn't make any kind of sense. And uh, it's beyond uh, uh, human reasoning to just walk around this walled city six days in a row, and then on the seventh day walk around it seven times and then blow the horns and shout, and the city will flatten out. That doesn't make, you know, your reasoning. You say, now, wait a minute, Lord, uh, a lot of people, uh, we're not going to do that because they kill us while we're going around the wall. But they didn't dare because they knew that God was with them. And when you pray to God and God starts moving on the people that are bugging you, that are to, uh, trying to persecute you and prosecute you, and they drop dead, then people start saying, surely God is with them. Amen? Yeah. Okay, keep going. Verse 9, And the armed men went before the priests that blew with the trumpets, and the re-reward came after the ark, the priests going on and blowing with the trumpets. Verse 10, And Joshua had commanded the people, saying, Ye shall not shout nor make any noise with your voice. Yeah, you can't say one word for these seven days. Don't say one word. If you do, the whole shtick is over with. Okay? You have to shut your filthy mouths, or you're not of me. Okay, now shut up. Then what? Neither shall any word proceed out of your mouth. Not even one word. Then what? Until the day I bid you shout, then shall ye shout. Verse 11, So the ark of the Lord compassed the city, going about it once, and they came into the camp and lodged in the camp. Verse okay, now you can stop right there and put a marker there, because we're going to come right back to it if we have time, and go to chapter 2 real fast, like, because there's a promise here. Keep going real fast. And Joshua the son of Nun sent out of Shittim two men to spy secretly, saying, Go, view the land, Okay, this Jericho. is before all this is going on here. This is uh, the Lord sent these two men to go spy out uh, Jericho. Joshua sent them there to spy it out so that they could figure out whatever the Lord's going to do. Then what? View the land, even Jericho. And they went and came into an harlot's house named Rahab. They and went into there. a harlot's house? A whore? Mm -hmm. Is that what it said? Yes, sir. Oh, my goodness. Well, they'd probably, uh, these uh, puritanical people would say, why did you go to a harlot's house for? Why? Because uh, that was the open door, amen, for, amen, to go in. And then what? Named Rahab and lodged there, verse 2. And it was told the king of Jericho, saying, Behold, there came men in hither tonight out of the children of Israel to search out the country. Verse 3, And the king of Jericho sent unto Rahab, saying, He sent to this prostitute, and said to her, Bring forth the men that are come to thee, which are entered into thine house. Well, we, they had spies there. They knew that they went into her house. Then what? For they be come to search out all the country. Yeah, they, 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 had, they knew that they were there for no good, no good for them. Okay, but then what? Verse 4, And the woman took the two men and hid them and said thus, There came men unto me. In other words, me. this prostitute hid them. Okay, then what? There came men unto me, but I wist not whence they were. Oh, she's lying. But later on I'm going to prove that this Rahab the harlot is in the lineage of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the reason that she is is because, and you know, this is not to encourage Christian women to become harlots because if you did that, there'd be no more hope for you to be able to get into the kingdom of heaven. 
This was a harlot that didn't know the word of God. She was a prostitute, and they hadn't heard the law of God or anything. But what happened with her is she feared God, and she feared the children of God. So when we accept the Lord Jesus Christ as our personal Savior, what happens is that we uh, automatically are born again. We become, become part of the body of Christ. And every sin is wa uh, washed away, and we're no longer sinners. And that's what really irks me is when I hear people say that I'm a sinner saved by grace. Uh, if you become a son of God, you're no longer a sinner. Rahab was no longer a sinner. She was a prostitute, but now she's a child of the Lord. Now she's part of the lineage of the Lord Jesus Christ. And she really was saved. She really believed God. She really protected the children of God. And this is why she was honored. So there's no such thing as Jew or Gentile in the body of Christ. And there's people, there's a man that came into the church. Uh, he plays an instrument in our church over in Los Angeles. And I told uh, HB to get him out of there because he says, you're not supposed to fear God. You're not supposed to fear God. Well, uh, just keep reading here and you'll see how the people of uh, that area of uh, Jericho feared God, they locked themselves up. You heard it in chapter 6. Amen? Amen. Okay, keep going. Verse 5, And it came to pass about the time of shutting of the gate, when it was dark, that the men went out. With so she's saying that the men went out. They, they left here. And all the time here they are on the roof, hidden under these uh, branches. Then what? Whither the men went, I what not. Pursue after them quickly, for ye shall overtake them. So Verse she has so much fear of God that she's guarding the people of God. You know, we've had people in this church and many other churches that there are people where we led to the Lord. They were filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And they stood up and lied about me in a courtroom. And here this common harlot uh, protected these people and lied for them so that they wouldn't be killed. Amen? Amen. Well, but no liar shall enter the kingdom of heaven. She wasn't saved. Amen? Amen. But she had the fear of the Lord on her. Amen. She didn't know what the rules and regulations were. And still in all, you're not supposed to turn your brother and sister over to the devil. Okay? Amen. Judas did that, and so did the people that stood up against me in the courtroom. And they're doomed. Okay? Because you can't lie about Christians and be against them. Uh, even a prostitute knows that. That's what the Bible says, that a common prostitute shall enter the kingdom of heaven before a self-righteous uh, person that says, oh, you're not supposed to go into that uh, harlot. She's not supposed to be lying. She should have just turned them over to these stinking devils in that place. She shouldn't have hit them. She shouldn't have lied to those people. But she did. And the Lord honored her. And read uh, the first chapter just really fast. You, uh, Michelle, read. Uh, chapter 1 of Matthew, verse 5. And Salmon begat Boaz. Okay, now, uh, you know, we're talking about the lineage of the Lord Jesus Christ here. And Salmon, or Solomon, begot who? Boaz. Who married Ruth. Of Rahab. Yeah, right. Salmon begot Boaz with Rahab, the prostitute. Right? Yes. Okay, then go ahead and finish off over here with chapter 2. 
Verse 6, but she had brought them up to the roof of the house and hid them with the stalks of yeah, flax. This is Rahab, who is going to be married to Salmon. And she's going to bring forth a child named Boaz, who's going to marry Ruth. Okay, what else? The stalks of flax, which she had laid in order upon the roof. Verse 7. Okay, yeah, she hid them. Was that a wrong thing to do? No. no. Because let me tell you something, folks. You may uh, fear this government today, uh, but this uh, even the people of Jericho were more wise than you because they were fearing God. Amen? Amen. But you're fearing the Antichrist. And God is going to totally annihilate this uh, world. He's going to burn it up. And uh, all the governments and the people in government and all the people that have joined themselves to the Vatican and the United Council of Churches and the One World Government, they're all going to hell unless you repent. So you're uh, fearing the wrong people. Well, we can come and kill you, Tony. The Lord says that the devil could kill my body, but not my soul. Because I have the promise of the Lord that I have the kingdom of heaven and you people don't. Because I meditate on the word of God. I uh, study the word of God. Okay, then what else? Verse 7, And the men pursued after them the way to Jordan unto the fords. And as soon okay, as so they ran after these people, the spies. But they couldn't find them because they're right there in Jericho on the roof. Under the branches, Rahab the harlot was in the lineage of the Lord Jesus Christ, which goes to show that God gets married now to former sinners that have become saints because they help the body of Christ. They help the house of God rather than hinder it. People that like to hinder the work of God are doomed, just like Jericho. So you have to choose this day who you're going to serve. As for me and my house, I'm going to serve the Lord. Because there's a lot of prostitutes that have been saved since this time and have uh, preached the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. As a matter of fact, Mary Magdalene. He here she was a prostitute also. And she was the first one to bring the message that the Lord had risen. Amen? Amen. Okay, what else? And as soon as they were... They which pursued after them were gone out, they shut the gate. Verse 8, And before they were laid down, she came up unto them upon the roof. Verse 9, And she said unto the men, I know that the Lord hath given you the land, and that your terror is fallen Okay, upon listen us. to this. I know that God has given you our city. And the people today should say, I know, uh, Tony and all the other born-again Christians, that really are keeping God's commandments. I know that he's given you this world, and he's also given you the world to come. Then what? But you don't know that. That's sad. Then what else? And that your terror is fallen upon us. That uh, we're terrorized because of you. Keep going. And that all the inhabitants of the land faint because of you. Yeah, they, they, they faint. I mean, they get woozy and dizzy because of you. What else? Verse 10, For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for you when ye came out of Egypt, and what ye did in 
unto the two kings of the Amorites that were on the other side Jordan, Sihon and Og, whom ye utterly destroyed. Verse 11, And as soon as we had heard these things, our hearts did melt. Neither did there remain any more courage in any man because of you. For the Lord your God, he is God in heaven above and in earth beneath. Right, it wasn't the Jews that did that. He says he was. they were the least of people. They're little, and uh, they uh, didn't have any weapons. So I think it was God that destroyed those kings, and that destroyed all the other things that destroyed Egypt, and then now is going to destroy, because they're sinners and they hate God. And God's going to destroy this nation and the whole world with fire. And believe it, because it's written so. God promised. Meditate on those promises so that you can understand them better than you do. All right, then what? Verse 12, Now therefore I pray you, swear unto me by the Lord, since I have showed you kindness, that ye will also show kindness unto my father's house. Well, these self-righteous uh, hypocrites would say, You, a harlot, have showed us kindness. Get out of here. You're going to hell. No, she isn't. She's uh, fearing God now. And she uh, is going to do everything in her power. And to this very day, she lives in Israel. Uh, and she lives in those of us because she accepted the Lord and his people. Then what? And, give and me you folks, uh, many of you out there have not accepted the Lord yet. You don't do keep his commandments. You don't witness. You don't testify. Because uh, it seems like you don't have a testimony. Then what? And give me a true token. Verse 13. And that you will save alive my father and my mother and my brethren and my sisters and all that they have. And deliver our lives from death. Verse 14. And the men answered her, Our life for yours, if ye utter not this our business. And it shall be when the Lord hath given us the land, that we will deal kindly and truly with thee. Verse 15, Then she let them down by a cord through the window. Okay, now go back to chapter 6. Really hurry. Verse 12, And Joshua rose early in the morning, and the priests took up the ark of the Lord. Verse 13, And seven priests, bearing seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark of the Lord, went on continually, and blew with the trumpets, and the armed men went before them, and the re-reward came after the ark of the Lord, the priests going on and blowing with the trumpets. Okay, now get to the, and then what? Verse 14, And the second day they compassed the city once, and returned unto the camp, so did they six days. Verse now get to the part where they went around seven days, and the city was flat, because there's a promise that these two spies kept to this prostitute. Verse 16, And it came to pass at the seventh time when the priests blew with the trumpets, Joshua said unto the people, Shout, for the Lord hath given you the city. Verse 17, And the city shall be accursed, even it and all that are therein, to the Lord. Only Rahab the harlot shall live, she and all that are with her in the house, because she hid the messengers that we sent. Verse 18, and She didn't turn them in. She hid them. And lied for them because they were from the Lord. And she knew better than to do something like to uh, turn them in. Then what? 18. And ye in any wise keep yourselves from the accursed thing, lest ye make yourselves accursed, when ye take up the accursed thing and make the camp of Israel accursed and trouble it. Okay, he's saying don't take uh, any of the stuff of that city except this, uh, the silver and the gold and uh, the brass and so on. And that goes to the priests. You turn that into the head of the church. You don't keep it or deal with it among yourselves, 
like a bunch of wretches have in my own church. It has to come in to the people that are of the Lord because we're the, I'm the one that's paying the bills with whatever is turned in. Then what? Verse 19, But all the silver and gold and vessels of brass and iron are consecrated unto the Lord. They shall come into the treasury of the Lord. There it is right there. Then what? It comes into the treasury of the Lord. It's not to be passed around to the people in the congregation. Okay, then what? Verse 20, So the people shouted when the priests blew with the trumpets, and it came to pass when the people heard the sound of the trumpet, and the people shouted with a great shout that the wall fell down flat, so that the people went up into the city, every man straight before him, and they took the city. Verse 21, And they utterly destroyed all that was in the city, both man and woman, woman, young and old, and ox and sheep and ass with the edge of the sword. Verse 22, But Joshua had said unto the two men that had spied out the country, Go into the harlot's house and bring out thence the woman and all that she hath. We're going to keep the promise. The promises of God are real and they're true. And they really come to pass. Even though you don't believe it, and even people in this church don't believe it. And they're going to find out. Go to chapter 7, verse 1. Because there was a guy in their uh, church or their congregation that was a weasel. And the Lord told him not to take anything. Uh, but all the stuff goes into the treasury of the Lord. And what he did is he took a wedge of something. Read it. But the children of Israel committed a trespass in the accursed thing. For Achan, the son of Carmi, the son of Zabdi, the son of Zerah, of the tribe of Judah, took of the accursed thing, and the anger of the Lord was kindled against the children of Israel. So uh, he troubled Israel, because somebody that steals like that and doesn't do things according to the way that the Lord says, they trouble the whole church. All right? And so there's people like that in this church, and this message is for you. And I see my time is up. Well... The Lord had this man stoned to death and uh, his whole family because they troubled Israel. All right. And so um, right now is the time that uh, what we do is we pray and um, we pray that the Lord will save your soul, that you'll have the fear of the Lord in you. And if you don't, uh, you will one of these days when you're standing before the judgment bar of God. God is a good God, but he's also severe. He does love enough to get uh, come to the earth as a man, but then he also wants his commandments kept. He told Moses, if they don't fear me, they won't keep my commandments. All right? Say this prayer. Say to the Lord, my Lord and my God, have mercy upon my soul, a sinner. I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of the living God, and I believe that he died on the cross and shed his precious blood for the forgiveness of all my former filthy sins. And I believe that you, Father, raised Jesus from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. Say to him, I open the door of my heart, and I invite you into my heart, Lord Jesus. Wash all my former filthy sins away in the precious blood that you shed for me. You will not turn me away, Lord Jesus. You will save my soul. I know because your word says so. Your word says that you'll turn no one away, and that includes me. Therefore, I know that you have heard me, and I know that you have answered me, and I know that I'm saved. Now, just raise your hands and praise and thank the Lord. And share and tell uh, our listeners how they may receive a copy of this program, number 578. Please testify whether you want a CD or an audio tape. They're free. Go to alamoministries.com 
or write to Tony Alamo Christian Ministries, P.O. Box 6467, Texarkana, Texas 75505, or call area code 479-782-7370. That's 479-782-7370. Or fax to area code 479-782-7406. I praise the Lord. This is World Pastor Tony Alamo saying, Tune in tomorrow for another powerful message, whatever the Lord lays on my heart to preach to you or teach you. Right now, this is Fake Springman uh, singing right on, King Jesus. People that are of the Lord will ride on, and they'll trust the Lord to the very end, and they will keep his commandments, and they will believe his promises. Right on, King Jesus. Yeah.